0: Spring is on the way and with it, uh, the blooming fancy of, I forget the thing, but the important thing here is that this is a podcast about cereal and it's getting somewhat warmer, which makes life somewhat more tolerable here on our hemisphere. <laughs> Welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. Uh, my name is Justin McElroy and I'm a cereal enthusiast.
1: My name is Dan Gubert and I am a uh, probably one of the closest things to a real life serial mascot
0: dan i'm freaking out over here you know i am just there's i'm sure the listeners can hear it in my voice but i am so excited it's been a little bit since we've recorded due to uh, life and uh I, I mean people can hear it in my voice but i'm actually just freaking out with all these uh, amazing serial headlines that we've got to talk about today.
1: <laughs> yeah, your voice is crackling like a bowl of Rice Krispies in anticipation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait. And I, and you know what, Dan, I'll be a little bit more assertive than that. I'm trying to do that in my day to day life. I won't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to hit me with that serial news uh, right this hot second.
1: So this first cereal we're going to talk about that's new and upcoming is one of the most fun cereal names to say that I've heard in a long time, and the full name of this cereal is Shaq and Tony's Frosted Flakes with Crispy Cinnamon Basketballs. Um, so out of all of the people in the world to get their own sort of cereal team-up, uh, Shaquille O'Neal himself is extending his uh, you know long lineage of tie-in products that you know, span everything from the game Shaq Fu to the the long-lost soda, <coughs> soda Shack, which is also really fun and difficult to say. Uh, but this new team up with Frosted Flakes is aiming to support uh, sort of this mission tiger that they talk about, uh, which is trying to help get kids access to sports. So you see both Tony and Shaq on this box, and uh, just the phrase crispy cinnamon basketballs. Uh, Place. Yes, I, absolutely. I've been saying it in my head again and again and again crispy cinnamon basketballs. Um, I'm sure it's probably a little bit more fun to say than it will be to eat because when you look at the actual cereal itself, it's basically just frosted flakes mixed in with these uh, sort of cinnamon puffs. Uh, there's, this is a little bit questionable to me, just because the first thing I think of when I see this is why wouldn't they use cinnamon frosted flakes, which really exist already, and are actually really good. I'm just a little uh, hesitant about using frosted flakes as a mix-in, just because it seems to be pretty one-note in its sweetness, and I was hoping they would level that up a little bit here. Um uh, I'm interested in something on this box art,
0: uh, besides it's just great. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's Shaq peeking out from behind. Uh, this is on Serialistly.net. It's Shaq peeking out from behind a box of Frosted Flakes with Shaq's face on it. There's like recursive Shaq's. But um, I'm curious about in the, in the icon there, the logo for Frosted Flakes, they've slipped in a Of Corn at the end. So the full title is Frosted Flakes Of Corn. Is that a new? Is that a new development? And why did that need to be specified?
1: It's funny that I think it's been around for a while, but it's something you deliberately don't notice. I'm not. I'm not sure why they felt the need to do that. I mean, I don't know really. Yeah, know it's weird. Gonna, I'm
0: going back through some old box art. Not old box art, but you know, other box art, and they do sneak it in a little bit. There's just a of of corn.
1: Yeah, I. I I'm not sure. Are people getting confused <laughs> that it's flakes of? Uh, a drive
0: It's gold bullion it's, <laughs> yeah. like
1: it's worth $600. Uh, yeah, so Shaq and Tony's Frosted Flakes of Corn with Crispy Cinnamon Basketballs, also probably of corn, uh, debuting just in the next couple months here. And it's interesting to note that Kellogg's is also releasing the next in their cereal mashups series, which you might remember last year they did Fruit Loops mixed with Frosted Flakes. And now uh, instead of you know using any of their more interesting cereals, they're gonna do Frosted Flakes mashed up with Apple Jacks. Which the more I think about it, the more it sounds exactly like Shack and Tony's Frosted Flakes with crispy cinnamon basketballs. Yeah, way very less fun. To the ears
0: why what is the obsession that kellogg's has right now with mashing things up with frosted flakes or like adding things into frosted flakes i really don't do they just have a lot left over or something because i feel like it's one of those cereals that actually doesn't go because of the speed with which it sogs mm-hmm. um compared to some of these others like fruit loops or Applejacks. apple jacks um i feel like it's not a great partner for for another cereal
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that they want to just use their more famous IPs, uh, but I also just think it's probably a matter of, you know, laziness and cost production to just cross a few mm-hmm. tubes down at the Kellogg's factory and call it something new. It makes me wonder if Shell Space figures
0: into it, too, if they can, if they can carve out a little bit more re- real estate if they've got a new product like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about that world. Uh, I'm going to make a huge announcement, actually. Uh, it is a prognostication that your, our, the topic of our next story uh, is going to be the cereal of 2021. Oh, my God. That's very
1: bold. It's huge, right? But it has the potential. You see it there. I see it. I see it. It's it's the sort of name that, you know, it, it's not crispy cinnamon basketballs, but when you hear Dolce de Leche toast crunch, it sets off a lot of alarm bells in your head, a lot of uh, Pavlovian drool instincts. And this news sort of just uh, came out a couple days ago, right around National Cereal Day, which was on the 7th. Um, and you know, it wasn't an official announcement, uh, it was sort of leaked by, uh, our friend Serial Life on Instagram, who's really, really good at, uh, leaking new General Mills cereals specifically. I have to imagine they have, like, a wanted poster of him up in their office just because he keeps <laughs> sort of getting, uh, getting the jump on all their new cereal news. But he showed this new box of Dolce de Leche Toast Crunch. Uh, It looks pretty similar to a lot of other limited edition Toast Crunches we've seen in the past, but in this really, really delightful burnt sienna sort of goldenrod hue. And uh, this is kind of the first time that we've seen an American Dolce de Leche cereal in about 10 years, which was Mm -hmm. when Dolce de Leche Cheerios came out. And I don't really remember a lot about those. I'll have to admit that like when I was writing about this, I had to look up again exactly what Dolce de Leche really is. Uh, and if you're like me and are curious, it's basically, well, caramel is made by cooking down sugar and water slowly and dulce de leche is slowly cooking down sugar plus milk. So, uh,
0: yeah, you can actually make your own dulce de leche if you put, um, uh, it's a, it's a real thick caramel syrup, but you can also make your own, uh, dulce de leche if you put, um, sweetened condensed milk into like, you can slow boil that like literally in the can. Mm. Uh, you can slow boil that uh, and um, make your own dulce de leche. I've used it on, like, banoffee pies and stuff like that.
1: Are, are you a big fan? Is that why you think this is going to be the cereal of the year? I
0: just love the combo. I
1: don't know. I love that caramel flavor. I love the idea of, like,
0: dulce de leche, trace leche, like, bring it bring it in. Uh, uh, and I also think that, like, uh, reaching outside of, like, strictly American flavors, not like dulce de leche is not the most, like, exotic right. exotic reach but like it's certainly a little bit more intriguing than like another pumpkin spice or apple
1: cinnamon or whatever sure someone did bring up an interesting point though is dulce de leche toast like an actual thing or is, do you think cinnamon toast crunch is outstepping the boundaries of its original blank toast inspired combos
0: ah uh, yeah i feel like that ship sail with like blueberry and strawberry toast crunch it's like true that, what's that <laughs> Look at that
1: thing. Yeah. If nothing else, I hope this bodes well for a return to Peanut Butter Toast Crunch, which is still my favorite of all time.
0: Yeah. Here's hoping.
1: Uh, next up,
0: uh, we're sticking in, in the world of Caramel. With uh, caramel corn pops. Yeah. Why does that sound familiar to me?
1: Uh, for a very good reason, because last year when Kellogg's debuted, it's Jumbo Snacks line, which was okay. the, these pouched versions of some of their famous cereals, and they made the pieces oversized to be better for snacking. And one of the four, so you had your Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, Frosted Flakes, and then the fourth one was Jumbo Corn Pops, but they were caramel corn pops. But also, they used... Uh, like a puffed sphere texture, which is what you would get from Canadian corn pops. And, uh, you know, obviously different from the American corn pops, which are, you know, very, very unique. It's the only cereal that has like this sort of half deflated popcorn type texture. That's really weird, but also really weirdly enjoyable. Um, And so now we are getting caramel corn pops officially, which will use that familiar sort of limply chewy texture uh, and have this baseball themed box sort of going off the whole uh, Cracker Jacks angle. And I guess we can probably presume that because of that, it will release around April when uh, the MLB actually starts up.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: Um, We've got more,
0: you mentioned Chumbo Snacks. We've got more Chumbo Snacks news.
1: A lot of Jumbo news lately, so I I wasn't aware that the Jumbo Snacks line was extremely successful, but it must be in that Kellogg's is making a big deal about adding some of its other famous cereals to the the Jumbotic lineup, and um, I'm actually kind of proud of them this time because the two that they're adding are kind of, like, B-team cereals for them. It's not the, the ones you'd really expect from them. We've got s'mores and Cinnabon cereal coming to jumbo-snacked form. Yeah. Um, th-
0: Cinnabon's barely a cereal. Like, it's weird. That it's such a weird pull of all their iconic brands.
1: Yeah. Um, the Cinnabon one looks pretty straightforward, just like oversized pieces of the cereal um, but the s'mores one is a bit more interesting because s'more cereal has these sort of chocolate graham pieces and marshmallows, but they ditched the marshmallows for the jumbo snack version and then took their pillowy squares, which are really great, it's why I like s'mores cereals, because of the the texture of those, and sort of punched a hole in the middle of them. So they look more like oversized GIF cereal pieces, which is, again, a very specific callback to, uh, you know, Kellogg's lore of old. But I think that probably still be really good you don't get a whole lot out of each jumbo snack pouch it's kind of why i haven't really bought them again but mm-hmm. if you want oversized cereal i think the s'mores right for the choice. taking
0: <laughs> uh gosh see that it, okay last one yeah tricks finally a product that it, captures the bold flavor of Tricks.
1: It is interesting, though, because this is the first time I can think of that Tricks actually released an Easter-related product, which seems kind of like a no-brainer for a rabbit-fronted yeah. cereal. Uh, but this year, we are getting Tricks fruit snacks, um, and it's really hard to say whether I think these will be good ahead of time, just because when it comes to fruit snacks, I feel like you're either gonna get really, really good gummy like type fruit snacks, or the really like chewy and chalky like uh, grocery store brand uh, fruit snacks, which just get wedged into your molars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you Do you have a favorite kind of fruit snack? I like Gushers. Gushers.
0: Yeah. What I like about Gushers is that it, it in addition to the texture thing, I gotta love that that liquid center. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of all of all that gum when there's a gum with a liquid center I love that um I also like that the, they're uh, pretty sour which i think helps to
1: offset the uh the uh, sort of like cloying nature of the candy. Man, I can't remember the last time I've had a gusher. I feel like it's one of those things that I'm afraid to try again just because I don't know if it'll be as good as I remember it. Because that's my problem with Scooby-Doo fruit snacks, which were always my favorite as a kid. And you try them now and they changed up the recipe a whole bunch and it's it's just really sad. So I hope that yeah. uh, Trick's fruit snacks are more like the former and less like the latter. Um...
0: We are going to get into reviews uh, for our uh, some of the new releases. Um, I'm worried that I'll forget, so I wanted to mention that I, uh, I, one of our beloved listeners actually sent me, and maybe they sent it to you too, um, two entries from H E B, which which uh, is honestly one of H uh, E B, which is sort of a I, I guess they're mainly Texas based in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh one of the most exciting cereal manufacturers going their seriology line we talked about uh extensively and um get this i they uh a beloved listener sent me a uh horchata oh. uh like crisp rice cereal like horchata crisps it's called mm-hmm. which is basically like uh rice crispies with like a sweet and cinnamon Kind of thing, but also a, uh, a Trace Leches oh boy. cereal, which had flakes, uh, some of which were they're um, all of which were sugar frosted, but some were coated in yogurt, oh, like I a sweetened yogurt. yogurt. Oh my god, yogurt coated—they absolutely fantastic. I just a quick plug for these cereals, and thank you to the listener that sent those. Um, I'll keep your identity secret, so not everybody's reaching out to you to score them <laughs> some, but. um they they made the very smart suggestion that I separate all the yogurt uh, covered flakes and then just pour myself a bowl of those. Wow! Uh, both very fantastic cereals. If you're in the HEB uh, market,
1: go check those out. In fact, if you were an HEB marketer listening to this, you have our our applause and general uh, praise just for all that you're doing out in the in the intensely studied field of cerealology.
0: Yeah, now if you need our our, our home addresses
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so you can start sending us some cereal, get out. Just the yogurt flakes, though. Yeah, and the horchata crust. Trust me, Dan, you get a bowl of horchata at the end. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, reviews, you tried some stuff. Uh, I noticed that you didn't put Sesame Street, uh, uh for the fruit, one, two, three, f- fruit and me, or whatever it's called, <laughs> on here. Uh, I would like to get your quick thoughts on those, though.
1: Yeah, so I, I tried both Sesame Street cereals, and I was just gonna try and keep it light on the berry one, just because, I mean, you can't keep it much lighter than they keep the flavor on it. Uh, you were you were very much right when you called it the Lacroix of fruity cereals. It's just extremely faint, and I feel sort of like uh, just a horse or a cow chewing at some sort of a mouthful of grain again and again, uh, just in idle hopes that. Uh, you might get some some sort of fruit flavor out of it. It is a good reference point though for the other Sesame Street cereal. C is for cinnamon, which is a little bit better. It's, I think cinnamon, this is something that I've learned from trying a bunch of like uh, the grown-up cereals like Magic Spoon and the likes of those is that cinnamon is very, very easy to infuse into a cereal at a much deeper level than something like a fruit flavor. So even when you have this uh, sort of more kid-focused Sesame Street cereal, the cinnamon can still shine through a pretty good amount. It's like 60% of the way to Cinnabon cereal, Uh, and I think this is now like the most we've ever referenced Cinnabon cereal in an episode, or probably will ever again, but it's, it's more of an authentic cinnamon flavor than you'd get out of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, that's for sure. Uh, it's sort of the middle ground between that sort of hyper-sugariness and actual cinnamon flavor. So if you're looking for a good cereal for kids uh, and you want to go to the Sesame Street angle, I would recommend C is for cinnamon for sure over uh, the more numerological one. And also both of them have little, like, story books you can unfold on the back, which I thought was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, it's a cute thing. Reminded me of what was the cereal that did that? Sunday Funnies did that, mm-hmm. where you could, like, open the... um the box to read some comic strips yeah, I want real hilarious stuff like Dennis the Menace.
1: <laughs> yeah I want more boxes that uh, you know have 3D components <laughs> uh, now Dan y- you
0: got a review for a new Crave on here I can't remember where you're at with like Crave holistically it seems like a very divisive
1: uh, base cereal. it is very polarizing for reasons that I don't think I'll ever understand but I am very very much in the pro Crave camp I'm a big fan I wear their jersey every Sunday <laughs> um, and when they do battle with all those other, because it is a competitive sport. I just don't. Cereal. I don't get what's not to like about it. It's like one of the only cereals that has like real tangible chocolate on the inside. Um, I think it's like sort of the biscuity texture that throws a lot of people. But as as a big crave fan, I was very and a, and a big chocolate chip cookie dough fan, uh, card carrying fan. I was very excited to try chocolate chip cookie dough crave, and. It's not going to change anyone, anyone's mind if they don't already like Crave because it doesn't taste very much different from your regular chocolate Crave. But i found in following the long storied history of the Crave brand that the uh, limited edition variants that change as little as physically possible about the Crave we know and love tend to be the ones that are more memorable. So you had like your s'mores crave and your strawberry crunch crave were kind of forgettable, whereas double chocolate crave and crave with 50% more chocolate tend to be the ones that uh, are received very well. And that is why I think the chocolate chip cookie dough crave succeeds. Uh, they're all speckled with these little chocolate chips. It can make the whole thing, your, your bowl look like, uh, I said it looked like the cheat from Homestar Runner. Uh, Other people told me it looked more like moldy spider egg-covered cereals. So to each their own. You can tell who the Crave fans are here. Um, But unfortunately, those chocolate chips don't contribute a lot to the flavor. The only real difference you're going to see here from uh, Garden Variety Crave is that there's a buttery vanilla sheen of sorts on top of the entire chocolate flavor. And this mm-hmm. is sort of a familiar buttery vanilla because it's kind of the flavor that ruined the likes of Funfetti and Dunker's cereal because it's a flavor that can't carry a cereal on its own. But when it's used as more of a subtle accent on top of a, you know, solid <laughs> chocolatey flavor like we have in Crave, I think it does a lot to give it more respoon value in terms of uh, enjoyment. Even if... It won't be maybe your new gold standard crave. I think it's worth a shot if you're a fan.
0: Will chocolate Eggo cereal become my new gold standard
1: waffle based cereal? Um, if you're looking for a chocolate cereal, maybe it, it chocolate Eggo cereal, which I also tried recently, unfortunately lacks any maple nuance. Uh, to be fair, the box never really claims that it will have maple flavor, but it's kind of what you expect out of an Eggo cereal. Um, So besides the lack of maple, I think chocolate Eggo cereal does a lot of things right. Um, Mm -hmm. It kind of sets it apart, sets itself apart from the likes of Cocoa Puffs by having a base grain made from wheat and oat flour primarily. So, you know, that gives it a very dense, uh, earthy and solid crunch. And off of that comes a pretty familiar chocolate flavor that you'd get out of like, again, a Cocoa Puffs or uh, uh, a Cocoa Pebbles. But when it's got that heartier crunch, and it's also got a buttery sheen of sorts. Uh, it doesn't have really the vanilla, but it's got like that buttery syrupness. Uh, so it's basically everything you'd hope from out of a chocolate Eggo cereal without the maple touch. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's not super memorable, but it, like as a as a chocolate staple, I could see it upsetting certain other uh, cereal veterans in my pantry.
0: Hmm. Uh, we uh, asked you, fine folks. To, we, we talked about miniaturized foods in cereals, which is a weird <laughs> subgenre of cereal, but this is a weird subgenre of podcasts. So, hey, uh, I feel like we've earned it. We asked you, uh, what food would you like to see miniaturized in a cereal? And these are your responses. Hello, Dan and Justin. My name is Mickey, and I use she or they pronouns. My idea for a miniaturized cereal is inspired by a caller you had on the last episode. I think a wonderful miniature cereal would be miniaturized red bean balls. A small toasted sesame ball filled with a little, little skosh of red bean paste would be a wonderful, texturally varied way to start your morning.
1: Dan and Justin this is Allegra from California who has recently rediscovered the joy of cereal thanks to your podcast and I would like to humbly posit baklava as a delicious miniature cereal um, I think the combination of the crunchy filo pastry dough the nutty pistachio and sweet honey would make a delicious cereal thanks for the podcast and keep on crunching
0: Hey there gentlemen, this is Lucas from Massachusetts, and you asked what large object we would like to see shrunk down and turned into some sort of delicious cereal, and I think tiny wedges of pumpkin pie floating in a bowl of milk would be delicious. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for your delightful podcast. Not enough people just say, I hope you're doing well at the end of your <laughs> voicemails. Just checking in on us, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, checking in on the kids, the fam. I love all those ideas, and my faith in cereal to accurately capture any of those is fairly low. <sighs> I feel like baklava, you could kind of get there with, um, and this is going to sound weird, but like, obviously like pistachios, honey flavoring, and like shredded wheat, like that, that the... Uh, amount of texture you get in the bite of shredded wheat reminds me of like mm-hmm. uh, the um, laminations in like filo in pastry um, it could get a little bit hearty of a chew at a certain point
1: but, I could see us getting a baklava um, toast crunch within like five years
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: so Dan according to this uh, rundown I've got here in front of me you took a, a field trip to a new uh, cereal cafe
1: Oh yeah. Uh in your in your neck of the woods. What's up with that? It's Grand Rapids, Michigan's first ever cereal cafe. Uh it's called Easttown Cereal Cafe and I was obviously extremely excited to try it. Um I don't know, have you ever been to a cereal cafe or restaurant before? No. No, not that I can think okay. of. So I hear about them all the time. They're it's a pretty trendy idea uh just because I'm yeah. sure it's not too hard to actually start up compared to a lot more specialized businesses. Um but for me, the key is whether a cereal cafe can offer more than just, you know, uh, bowls of cereal, uh, no matter how big their breadth may be. Uh, which is why I was really impressed by Town Cereal Cafe. Uh, well, first off, it's locally owned, black owned, family operated, all that good stuff, so they got a lot of community support. Um, and it's very, very, like, transparent and DIY in the way they do things. Uh, you know, it's very wholesome. The decor is really uh, colorful and- Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks so colorful. Yeah.
0: It almost looks like a, like a daycare or something like that. It's got a real <laughs> nostalgic energy. Yeah, and they've got,
1: like, whole shelves of just every different cereal that's currently out there, everything from, you know, your classics to your uh, Lil yadi's Reese's Puffs and your chocolate churro toast crunch. Um, But again, their success is that they can do more than actually just serve you cereal. They specialize in milkshakes and waffles inspired by cereal, and I've been there twice now, and both times I tried a different shake, and I was kind of just blown away, mostly because, like, you can watch them make it, and it seems pretty straightforward the way they do it, Uh, just like, I don't know, you would ask anyone you know to make you a shake, and it doesn't really require anything too crazy, but the... The thickness and richness and the aesthetic presentation of the shakes is just unreal. Like You can really taste the family love and magic in it. Uh, so, so far I have had their Oreo O's shake, which was obviously just a delight for someone like me. They put throw some chocolate wafers in there, throw one of those chocolate cereal straws in there. Um, and then this latest time I had their Campfire Mix shake, which uses honey-made s'more cereal, uh, with chocolate Teddy grams and marshmallows uh, that are also sort of like heart-shaped and covered in chocolate. And I don't know, it seems like it's a very, very good concept to start, especially now going into the warmer months. And when I hear about cereal cafes, I just get brimming with ideas for how they could present themselves. Like, I, I love what they did, and I'm excited to see how, you know, a more open world can maybe inspire them to to increase their menu offering or maybe do, like, an actual cereal bar. I mean, I, I would mm. love to go to, like, a cereal-themed late-night diner and, you know, yeah. get another cup of coffee and a mug of uh, Dunkin' cereal or something and just sort of grind out the night.
0: I... I feel they do offer. I'm looking at the menu here and they offer like uh mixed bowls, you know like a three mm-hmm. mix bowl or a four mix bowl. I <laughs> I am so particular about the amount of cereal I'm going to eat and when I decide I'm going to eat some cereal that I feel like I wouldn't be comfortable with anyone making that cereal other than me because I feel like the amount of cereal I <laughs> want to eat in a given sitting would not past
1: society standards yeah you can't exactly like ask them for 10 percent honey nut cheerios 25 exactly concentrated power yeah of oil. i need
0: the exact amount of milk <laughs> I need the that kind of bowl i have one bowl that i like to use <laughs> like i'm very I, it borders on fetishes. yeah thing. but i would like to hear from our listeners if they were going to do a cereal uh cafe or restaurant or any kind of cereal business i guess you want to do a yeah. cereal apparel store go nuts um you, I'd love to hear about it. You can head on over to bold.rest, and there's a button there to leave us a message. If you want to plug in a computer uh, with a microphone, that would be great. But your phone works too. Just make sure to keep it, you know, nice and calm. And uh, uh, we would love to hear from you about your your imaginary cereal business. We'll have a, um, a Shark Tank here for for cereal. <laughs> Uh, and, we'll, and we will the winning idea we will uh, fund with one million dollars so it's totally totally <laughs> yeah that's really that's absolutely happening um net is the name of Dan Gubert's website where all the hot cereal scoops live even more content I believe it or not there's even more going on in the cereal world there's a review right now for an apple pie Laura bar cereal oh yeah I'll talk uh-huh. about that more next I mean, time yeah okay. um it's gonna it's gonna treat you right so head on over there and uh also if you go to bowl.rest you can leave us a donation uh and pledge to the show half that goes to keep seriously.net running half it goes to a local shelter for people experiencing homelessness here in huntington west virginia so uh you know we'd love it if you would support us i mean a lot thank you
1: we'd like to thank chris zabriskie for his opening theme of the sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow as well as Bria Davis for doing our wonderful podcast art. Uh, We also have a new Empty Bowl enamel pin that is out as well, designed by Samuel Rarden. You can check that out at uh, dftba.com.
0: That is going to do it for us for this week. So until next time, uh, for Dan Gebert, my name is Justin McElroy. And as always, don't forget to drink the... What is it? Dan, I'm sorry.
1: Don't forget to drink the... I mean, I never usually get to say it, so...
0: uh, Yeah, no, go ahead.
1: Milk.
0: (laughs) It's milk. It's milk. Okay, I, I just remembered it's milk.